0: Hello, Belinda. Hi, Omar. What is this week's gratitude blooming theme?
1: It is the Indian paintbrush representing joy and
0: presence. Mm, this is a beautiful one, particularly with the art. And this is the original hummingbird
1: one of the only animals in the card deck, the original one. <laughs>
0: Before the garden started to grow with butterflies and fairies with the digital art and NFT. So it's, it's fun to reference back to the OG uh, while we continue to see what blooms uh, with the art.
1: And before we read the prompt, I just want to share a beautiful message that we received from a team that uses the Gratitude Blooming card deck. And... It's just such a touching example of all the different ways that you can use these cards as a reminder to be connected in a new way with teams and loved ones. So this is what was shared. The Two Blooming card deck was a nice way to bond and make a connection with somebody. We did it as a group one time during a huddle session and there were lots of laughs and a feeling of camaraderie as team members opened up and shared experiences. There was one impactful moment when I met one-on-one with a staff member. She pulled the Rose vulnerability card. The staff member had always been very quiet and not one to readily share. But when I shared my own recent experiences of allowing people to help me and be on the receiving end of things, which I was not accustomed to before my husband's fight with cancer, she opened up and started crying. She shared that she always has to put on a brave face, as most family members rely on her. I totally related to that. We talked about how much courage it takes to show vulnerability. And in doing so, we allow others in our lives to make deeper connections and form lasting relationships. I plan on continuing to use these cards to build stronger connections with my staff.
0: It's just so incredible to get these stories from people who are seeing the power of gratitude and the gratitude blooming cards uh, in real life. You know, it's, and that's why we do it. It, it makes a, a tangible difference in how we show up and how we listen and empathy and compassion. What I'm really excited about, we're now 55 plus episodes into the Gratitude Blooming podcast and experiment. And it's now we're starting to sort of see in some ways the seeds that we've planted start to grow. And I feel like the two sort of themes that I'm sort of, we're getting from people who are listening are really around this culture building and then really around nature. And I love how art is the bridge between culture and nature, right? The art is in some ways the vocabulary and the language. Um, It's the alphabet that allows us to sort of put into words sort of what we feel in our environment. And then how do we feel with the people around us?
1: Every week is an opportunity for us to receive this medicine as a team. And I love the prompt that goes with this card number 12. When you make time for stillness in the moment, what does joy feel like? So how does that feel for you in the moment, Omar and Arlene?
0: It's awesome to have uh, the artist Arlene Kim Suda join us live um, in this new season as she shares her original art along with uh, her collaboration with Anka and the digital sort of work. You know, I just saw this clip of Simon Sinek the other day, and he said something about like, your why is the healthy version of yourself. And I love that super simple definition of your why is just this healthy version of yourself. And I feel like for me, that is where the joy kind of comes alive when I get to be creative and collaborate and sort of just sort of figure something out. You know, it's that early stages of like, is this, you know, what is this? And just kind of um, exploring. So that would be exploration and sharing, I would say, are my two whys and joys right now.
2: Hey, Belinda and Omar, it's great to be here again. And um, Omar, I love what you just said about art being this bridge between um, culture and nature. I had never really thought about it that way, but it's so, um, it's such a beautiful way to describe one of the functions of art. So I feel very present with you (laughs) too. And I'm excited to share the art that our designer and friend Anka did this week. In this week's art, Anka explores the theme of joy and presence represented by the Indian paintbrush in the gratitude blooming card deck. In the art, there is a hummingbird Hovering over two vibrant red blooming Indian paintbrush flowers They seem held together in the ether by glowing currents of light floating in a pale green atmosphere The hummingbird and flowers seem to be in dialogue mirroring each other's vibrant red and green colors On the topic of joy it has been a joy for me to work with Anka over the years. I have always loved the insights she brings to her work and her art and to our friendship. This week she shares her observation that you need presence to be in true dialogue with the world around you. And to Anka, presence is a state of being open to receive, which can only really happen when you're able to get out of your own mind and thoughts so that you can listen to the world that surrounds us all. Here's an excerpt of a conversation we had on the theme of presence and joy and her art this week.
3: Every time I, I look at this card and the original drawing, I see that there is this connection between the, like a dialogue between the bird and the two plants. Like there is something, a communication between them. This is how it's more uh, animated than, you know, the other cards. It's it's like a snapshot of an interaction. Um, And I think that's why I also did the, um, the white vibration around them, like, to illustrate this interaction, to illustrate this, um, dialogue, like the movement between communication between them. Yeah. And then I have an insight of what does it mean to be present, to feel present. And I think that's also um, a way to engage in dialogue with the what's around you and especially in nature is you are interacting and you are present with your environment and you're less in your own thoughts so you, you leave the inner dialogue and then you become in dialogue with what is in presence and that gives you, you know, when you are having a communication, you are open to receiving information. If you're not, if you're in your own thoughts, you're close to receiving information. And I think that's a nice insight. And I worked on it. I had moments in which I was present, but more moments in which I was kind of in a flow, a nice state, but not necessarily presence. But when I had to reflect on it, i had to get present because i wasn't in my comfort zone so i had to make myself to experience presence to reflect on on the drawing so that's really cool and again like we we talked last week about hope i think yeah it's about cultivating these um these principles that they might come, you know, presence might come um, automatically to you, and you feel present enjoy, joy, or you can cultivate it with reminders.
0: Well, that was a series of profound insights. <laughs>
2: It's so amazing um, witnessing Anka, you know, she says these things just describing her process and her art and she's turning these things around, you know, every week. And so it was just amazing to witness her just say these words that felt like they were so full of wisdom.
0: You know, that insight into presence as receiving and then that the flower and the bird are in dialogue. You know, I think last week I mentioned that I'm reading this book by Father Greg Boyle, and one of the things that he talks about is the illusion of separation. And so instead of it being like, oh, this flower has pollen and this bird sort of takes pollen and it's sort of this mechanical sort of interaction, it's just, well, no, it's this then more of this beautiful dance and exchange, um, and there is no kind of separation between the bird and the flower right like as soon as the bird sort of takes the pollen in some ways the flower is in the bird now right and the bird sort of went in and i'm sure left something for the flower <laughs> air at the very least
1: and how often do we forget that there is always this exchange that's happening with life you know between us even in this zoom setting or Um, in nature, it's all part of this ecosystem. And in the NFT art, you know, I'm just, I was actually really struck by the energy that she depicted in the, through the white brushstrokes that almost shows, you know, this is how nature is interconnected with each other. You know, this is how the hummingbird is naturally relating to this paintbrush flower. And and how easy it is to forget that with, without some stillness to feel it, to really feel that energy. And she's capturing that feeling visually.
0: Yeah, there's just this great sort of interaction that's happening. And, you know, right now uh, we're getting these images from the NASA James Webb telescope that is receiving light that's 13 billion years old. Right. and it's just you know part of why it's able to capture these images is that it's using kind of this infrared technology and so the lens is allowing it to sort of see light in a different way and i feel like that's what anka's art is doing is that she has this sort of infra you know red sort of lens that's sort of allowing her to sort of see the movement between the flower and the bird and that these things are not separate, but really kind of in a dance with each other.
1: And I'm for me, you know, when I connect with this prompt today and this week in general, I I'm really feeling the point of about stillness. Just, you know, how often do I really take that time to be in stillness when so much is happening and we're in the peak, you know, Peak of summer where it's just longer days, there's much more things to do or you feel like you should be in constant movement. And I'm always so grateful for this uh, paradox in this in this plant and hummingbird drawing because literally it's this invitation to just stop and come back to life in in a new way. (laughs) And. The guests that we have for this week around this this theme, I um am so grateful, Omar, that you found Kitty on uh, on web three platform and that she's been really holding space in our discord bot for the community. And her journey so much matches with what we're talking about in in how she's, you know, grew up and Battled depression with this sense of homesickness. Like, what, who am I? What? What am I? Who am I at the core? And and then exploring, you know, mental health through a psychotherapy lens, and then moving into more nature based uh, therapy through shamanic practices, and and then you know, landing in this beautiful alchemy of different traditions that um, have really worked for her to find that inner peace. And stillness. Um, do you want to share a little bit about how you intersected with Kitty? And before we share about her practice around joy and presence?
0: Yeah, it's part of it's again, the beauty of these conversations is that they're global. So, Kitty Fulmer is from uh, Amsterdam. And so, you know, really realizing some of these practices and ways that we relate to each other there are these global threads. And I think that's one of the things that you talk about, you know, bring us back to life. And I think that's what, you know, one of the things that she shared with us in the interview was just this idea that she's been on this journey of finding her way back uh, to self. Um, And she's tried sort of uh, formal psychology. She's tried these sort of more um, indigenous practices Um, and it's really just sort of them being open. Like, I kind of feel like each of these practices are like a different lens, right? Just kind of leaning into that infrared lens idea. And it's like, okay, well, what happens if I try this practice? How do I look at the world? Oh, I see these things. And then if I try this practice, what do I then see? And then it's all of a sudden, you know, you're starting to sort of, get a more complete picture. And on her website, she's got this Carl uh, Jung uh, quote, which says, who looks outside dreams, who looks inside awakes. And so there is this just sort of beautiful dance about what is that inner dialogue? How does that sort of inform the lens in which we're looking at the world? And how does that then shape how we dance and interact with it?
1: Let's hear Kitty with her own words talk about her journey and connection to nature
4: as medicine. My journey started when I was around 18, 19, because then I became depressed and I didn't understand it. And there were not many people around me that understood depression or what it was about. During that depression, I didn't want to take medicine or do anything uh, in that classical way. went to have a talk with a psychologist, and that didn't really help. And then at a certain point, someone said to me, well, you should go to this and this lady, and she was a psychic. And so I went there, and I had a talk with her, and she really made me understand that life is more than only what we see so she connected me with my spiritual part of my life and that resonated really really deep in me yeah it was a strange session because she started to talk about this earth And I remember sitting there with my eyes closed and I had never done anything in this direction. And she was talking about the earth very slowly, like you are on the earth. We have trees. We have nature. She just explained in a very basic way uh, what this location is. And that calmed me down enormously.
0: I I love the connection to trees and just how the sort of even just the imagination of trees was grounding. And just I love too that we're learning more and more in science how not only can we sort of connect to trees like the bird connects to that flower, but that trees are in dialogue with each other. Right? Like they're now able to start measuring the communication uh and the exchange that is happening. And oftentimes below ground, right? You know, it's the roots that we cannot see. And in in some ways, it's like the roots are the inner dialogue of trees.
1: I love how just even talking about nature, it is so calming. You know, she said, it calmed me down enormously. And I've been a little bit in transition traveling, you know, this week and and hearing those words and even hearing you talk about the trees and then looking at this art that's bringing this hummingbird back to life with the vibrancy of the paintbrush flower it's yeah it's like we don't necessarily even have to be outside to connect with nature because it is that energy right it's that that feeling that you get that is very transcendent and and i love that that's how she connected with her spiritual healing was that simple remembrance of, oh, here's the earth. (laughs) Here I am on this earth
0: with these trees. Let's put things in context. (laughs) Let's start really big. And then, you know, all of a sudden, maybe that turmoil that we're feeling inside, you know, doesn't have as strong of a pull because we've sort of been able to sort of imagine You know, at a much bigger distance now.
1: And Omar, you beautifully said this. You know, the role of art in all of this and our work, and I have really appreciated these stories of people who share similar threads to us. And um, Kitty, at one point in the conversation, talks about this feeling of joy and aliveness, and it made me feel alive just hearing her talk about it through, through art. Um, so we're going to listen to a clip of her just sharing that moment.
4: For instance, had a vision in front of a painting of Van Gogh. I created a whole art workshop around it that I stood in front of the painting and it was, this is quite a long time ago. And, um, I was standing there, and all of a sudden, I could feel such a joy coming from this painting that it was like being struck by lightning. That's what I always say. Like I could feel like, oh wow, this painting is alive. I'm alive. It was like as as if I was shaken out of my sleepy, um, sleepy standards way of being a human being and all of a sudden I was awake so it's, it's it's okay you know I don't have to understand it I just have to experience it and see if there's something I can do with it for others.
1: I was shaken out of my sleepy sleepy standard way of living. Arlene I can't help but wonder what comes up for you as the artist? who looks at nature in all these different ways and invites others to create art from nature. What, what is that like for you?
2: Oh, wow. That was just so beautiful to hear her voice say that. Uh, I really do, did feel the joy. Right. And so, and I know that experience of standing in front of of Van Gogh painting and having it resonate or, you know, Monet or, you know, there's so many artists that, um, I think that's, partly why we're so drawn to museums like if we're really open to receive um, you know we can feel the the joy and the love that these artists um, captured in their works
0: I'm really appreciating this word receive it's come up a few times in this conversation and I feel like so often we talk about practices is about like what we're doing which has sort of a more like pushing outward energy and whereas receiving is like just sort of a taking in and you know and all that's all you're doing right is just taking in and and but taking in in a way that then all of a sudden something is being evoked within you right like you're not provoking like sometimes we talk about practices and like you know I've, i've said this a gazillion times right like practice is anything that disrupts habit and it's like this very you know Forward sort of stance piece, whereas receiving is an open stance, and and then allowing whatever the emotion is to just be evoked to be there, you know. And it just I'm really appreciating sometimes how we can want to overdo it. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to practice gratitude and write three things down. I'm going to like go for a run. I'm going to do like whatever your thing is. And like, how do you even know? Is there a practice called just like, let's practice openness. Like I've never heard of that, right? Like I've never heard like, Hey, today we're just going to practice receiving and, you know, we're just going to sit in front of this painting and receive. And, you know, I just, I don't feel like I've ever heard anyone talk about practice in that way.
1: I guess we're so conditioned to having to work for it, huh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that it's actually like, whoa, it's hard if I
1: don't have to work for it. What, what? I don't have to do anything? Just have to be here?
0: <laughs> I just, you know, and this is where like, it's in the words, it's in front of us. Like, you know, the gratitude is sometimes we talk about giving is receiving right? And, you know, so, but the mindset is like, okay, then I need to go give, right? <laughs> like, it isn't the mindset is then I can go receive. It's like, oh, I must go give. And I don't know, I'm just, I'm really moved by this word of receiving right now.
1: It feels like a very sacred kind of reciprocity and in those words, and also just in that that art that, um that we're looking at with the nft it's like oh this is the the indian paintbrush and the hummingbird they're both receiving from each other in this in this space without
0: trying right the bird isn't <laughs> taking the pollen maybe the bird is just receiving the pollen mm-hmm. you know and cuz it's like we sort of think about like oh the flower did this and now the bird is taking the pollen well what if it was more of like no the flower's like, here is some pollen for you, bird. And
1: I wanna right. grow my family. Can you help?
0: Right. Please receive this. And the bird's like, why? Thank you. Like, I will take the nectar and spread your pollen so that the flowers can, you know, your family can grow. I mean, this is just, wow. I just, I really feel like there's a shift in that conversation that they're having, that we're having.
1: And right now, I have to say, the Indian paintbrush is growing. On our land and you, when you walk up the hill to see the whole landscape, literally there are little dots of red all along the path going up. Um, Omar, I remember we had that moment as a team at one point and, and yeah, I just, now I'm going to thank the hummingbirds for helping to propagate this beautiful trail of, you know, red flowers on the land. hmm well, the Kitty actually took us through her experience of just being in presence and and her practice of just being still. And it was such a joy to actually be able to bear witness to someone doing it live with us. I almost felt like I was weirdly, you know, spectating, but also part of the, the experience at the same time. Um, so here's a clip from her just really sharing this practice as she's doing it um, with us.
4: I also like just to sit down and be really present and really be here and sit down for 50 minutes because I'm always amazed by how simple such a practice is and how profound the effect can be on your whole system for the rest of the day. I always like to sit, not lie down, but just to sit, feel my feet on the ground, and I always connect with the body, because I believe that the body is our vehicle, and not to just go somewhere out of my body, but to, and often, When I sit like this I start to notice how I actually feel because throughout the day, especially when you're busy, you don't even feel what you what is there inside of you. And I just allow it whatever it is. I allow it and I trust it. I just become really aware and be present with that, what's going on inside of me. And often when I become really present with that, things can start to shift. Sometimes they don't shift and I'm okay with that too. Can go very in a subtle way. I just trust whatever is happening. I become aware of myself and my body and what's going on inside. And I also become aware of my surroundings. For instance, aware well, of the both of you being here with me and the room I'm in. So, meditation creates space for yourself just to be. And this is really nourishing to just be. And now, I just be in relationship to the two of you. So by being in a community, I think we can uh, create a different way of being in the world. And by changing your consciousness, you're actually changing the world already. Because it. I think it starts with us inside of us. Hmm.
0: Well, I just feel nourished listening to her, you know, share that sort of just reflection of what she's experiencing in that moment. And, and really, I think, you know, she, by being sort of just open in that, that receiving and acknowledging like, Hey, to feel your feelings. I recently posted on Twitter, this meme and it said, the more you feel your feelings, the easier it gets to understand them. And, you know, and I think that's really sometimes we bypass, you know, our feelings, we bypass sort of moments for whatever reason. Um, And so just that invitation to just to feel them and to be present to them. And so, you know, I hope, you know, our listeners are just also just appreciating these conversations just like we are and, you know, just encourage you to like and subscribe so that we can do more of these. And you know, I think part of what we're trying to do is propagate this conversation uh, to more and more people.
1: And I really appreciate the space to have the real life conversations around the struggles. I'm really, really just deeply struck by how much we're all going through right now and, and have gone through in our lives and to have so many of our guests be so open in their hearts around sharing the, the challenges of the journey of just feeling alone or depressed or anxious and and I and the words that Kitty shared, you know, just by changing your consciousness, you're already changing the world. Wow, there is nothing to do there but just be in our hearts, feel what we feel. And that is a shift in consciousness. And just re-listening to her words, the way she shares and speaks with such intention, it's just a reminder back to the allowing, allowing allowing it to just be. (laughs) That's it. Well, with that, I'd love to just connect in with a practice that, is very much related to what Kitty shared and this art of the hummingbird and the Indian paintbrush flower. I invite you to spend time somewhere in nature this week. Just let your heart guide you just anywhere you feel drawn to just sit and be. And just take some breaths, sitting in that place, your feet planted on the earth, and just notice how does your body feel in that moment as you breathe and sit? What do you see when your eyes become soft and relaxed? What do you notice from the nature around you just imagining what that energy might feel like. Is it like that white vibration from the art between the hummingbird and the paintbrush flower? Or is it something else? Just imagining that as the art of your imagination as you connect in with your inner nature and the nature that's around you. Just receiving, allowing, and trusting what is.
0: Well, thank you, Belinda, for that beautiful practice of receiving. I'm reminded of this quote from Van Gogh. If you truly love nature, you will find beauty everywhere. And I just, you know, I'm imagining... The hummingbird is like, oh, thank you, flower, for this pollen. Thank you, flower, for this. And, you know, the flower, oh, thank you for sharing my pollen. You know, and it's just the beauty isn't everywhere because it's being exchanged.
1: So for those of you that are really struck by this art, we would love for you to collect it. Uh, the link is in the show notes. Email us if you have questions about how to collect this NFT and continue to pollinate gratitude blooming with the card deck as your own practice or your team practice or use our new journaling cards as a way to share literally pollinate each of the cards you can actually write a note or inspire someone else to write a note and hold it in their hearts and their in their physical space they can be scattered like the dandelion <laughs>
0: beautiful cheers
1: cheers